welcome to another episode of Sorry About That. I'm Viana. I'm Mary. And we hope you had an amazing week and took away some amazing notes from last week's episode. So this week we're going to do something a little bit different and just talk about some self-care. So not to sound like a broken record, but we're still in a pandemic, right? (laughs) So with that being said, it's so important to check back in with ourselves and see how we're feeling mentally. Um, I know I personally have been neglecting myself quite a bit these last few months, and I'm sure most of you have as well. I mean, have you, Mary? I don't know that I've been neglecting myself. I think it's just easy to fall into a trap of there's nothing to do, so I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Well, I feel like you've actually been doing the, quite the opposite, though. I feel like you've been taking really good care of yourself lately. I know. Thank you. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> Hair fluff. You got to no. be on a moment there. <laughs> no, I mean, here's the thing. And this is not my here's the thing. It's just... Here's just, the thing. Just here's the thing like, in general. Um, I think that during all of this, I have more of a heightened sense of how important it is to really put your mental health first and reach out to friends when you're feeling lonely or depressed or anxious and do activities that you are very um, excited about, right? So I think for me, going to spin class, I'm doing two classes today because I feel like it just makes me go. I don't know. It's, like, it's just, really like, ambitious. I know. Well, they're, first of all, like, 30-minute classes. It's not like I'm, like, doing three hours of spin. I would literally not be able to walk. But I think just kind of, like, challenge yourself. And for me, it is a challenge to do two classes in a day. And so I think that you just have to continue to raise the bar when there's really nothing, even though there's nothing going on, I suppose. Um, Go see a movie. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry so hard not to sneeze. Bless you. Um, As long as you don't have COVID, it's fine. No, I don't. Um... But, uh, and even like my new thing, well, not my new thing, but the thing I enjoy doing is getting like takeout from somewhere, um, like picking up a salad or something and going to a movie by myself. That's like my new thing. I love that. I love that. So I saw The Godfather yesterday, which is like not the most holiday (laughs) film, but. (laughs) Oh, AMC is doing all these random movies. I know. Well, they're like restoring them and there's new scenes and I'm like, and it's such a good movie like it's the, one of the best stories ever told and i'm like so engrossed in this from like start to, it was like 1972 oh my God. and i'm still like engrossed in this from start to finish <laughs> it was me and some other couple in the theater which is really awkward so i sat really far away but um <laughs> well, i'm glad you enjoyed the movie but um but yeah so but i think though making sure that you have things to do that you're surrounding yourself with people that lift you up that you know you know yourself right so you uh-huh. know when you're about to like go into a downward spiral or I think especially with the holidays coming up, if you can't see your friends or family, you have to make sure that you're connected to a community, whatever that is. And there's lots of virtual communities. But I think for me, I know that I've been very vigilant about knowing myself. And when I get to those spots and I'm like, okay, I need to go have dinner with a friend or I need to go to a movie or I need to go to a spin class or I need to go read a book. I have this new book. It's about serial killers who are husbands and wives. And (laughs) it's really not like the best but yeah you know but it's interesting but it, right it, you gotta do whatever makes you um happy right whatever. so yeah. well yeah and that's what you know self-care it i feel like it's so overlooked because we personally view it as being like if we're trying to take care of ourselves we're like oh i'm being selfish you know but it's okay and it doesn't matter whether you're a boss leader parent student anybody like god forbid you take a little bit of time for yourself it feels like the whole world's over but the thing is it's really not right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, I did a few polls on social media, and I was actually really surprised about how many people said that it they felt like it was selfish, only because I do too. Mm-hmm. I genuinely same, feel like same. it's very selfish to do that because there's so many other things that I could be doing, right? Like, I could be donating to something, or I could be setting up some sort of right. event. I don't know. Like, I've tried to do virtual baskets for, like, 
nurses and stuff like you know what I mean like I do try to do all that stuff but at the same time like what I always tell myself is you can't pour from an empty cup right, right. so if I want to give people my best and I'm not at my best I'm not going to give them my best mm-hmm. right so I have to know when I need some R&R and R&R time for me is not like going to the spa I honestly fun fact like oh I can't stand the spa <laughs> it like stresses me out and I don't know why I think it's just because it's just like I love going to get my hair done. That's like whenever I'll I go do that. Do that. Yeah. Oh. But I'm like, but I only go like twice a year. I don't know. Yeah. I'm really, that's I've been not trying my... to go three times. Yeah. That's <laughs> not, it's just, it's not my thing. But I think though in a pandemic, it's harder to get to your thing because right. everything is so limited and closed. And so I think always kind of like you can't pour from an, from an empty cup. So one of the things that I do is I really had to shut off the news. Like I, yeah. I honest to God, had to shut off the news because if I see one more thing about like something, like right. anything, it's just I'm toxic. Just, it's, it's, it's well, so, it's and it, it just it, it it's so much negativity all at once too. Like you have to con- you have to contain the little bit of positivity. But you your can. mind just spins and spins right. and spins, right. and then you're like fast forwarding three years, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to ever see anybody ever again, and I'm gonna have to say goodbye to everybody, and it's just like mm-hmm. I, I think that the thing of is you have to control your narrative to the point of like don't be totally like you know in in the dark for what's going on be informed but just be informed by reading reading an article pick like one and i'm very big believer and i think the local news is genuinely one of our only hopes at times because i think they do a great job reporting um not all of them but i think most of them do because you know (laughs) well i personally also shut off the local news too oh no i i mean yeah i think all news but i think especially like cnn msnbc fox news yeah like so anyhow yeah. i don't want to talk well, about yeah. the news but i'm yeah. just saying yeah. like turn, no, yeah. turn it off right um well and, yeah oh my well, go ahead <laughs> no i was just gonna say no we'll like we'll circle back to like kind of like deeper things in that sense right yeah i mean i think it. just at the end of the day you know you just can't pour from an empty cup so when you're feeling in a place of you're kind of almost getting burnt out and i think burnout in this year can really be defined as emotional burnout i don't think it's necessarily mm-hmm. physical because there's not like I mean, I, with the exception of <laughs> doctors and nurses right. and all those things. We're not working crazy amount of hours. Right. right. Now, I, I mean, that's, yeah, most of us are not putting in 50, 60, 70 hours yeah. a week. And if we are, it's from home. So it's a little bit easier to navigate. It's not like we're running around doing a hundred things. But I think emotional burnout is a real thing this year. Today, we're going to dig deeper into overall what self-care looks like and how you can apply it to your life. And like Mary was saying, we're going to dig deeper into burnout as well, because all of this is pretty universal in all aspects of your life. So no matter what your career is, no matter what you have going on, we all need to give ourselves time to take care of ourselves and our well-being. So con- so to continue with the holiday spirit, I guess we're going to kick it off with our here's the thing. You know, I was <laughs> thinking about it, and I think the real, like, the, the thing that comes to my mind is there's a lot of things I can talk about, but um, I was talking to my brother the other night, and he, and this is, I think, just, I just want to put this out there. This is more of a serious than anything. It's not like a funny mm-hmm. thing. But he was telling me that he had a really good friend who committed suicide two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I think it was such, it's obviously a tragedy for sure. But I think it was such an eye opener for me to how much this really is happening, how lonely people are getting and how abandoned people feel and how just anxiety can ramp up everything and depression just can go on, you know, undetected I suppose and how good we are at kind of like living with depression mm-hmm. and um, you know how they say like functioning alcoholics like I think there's right. something to be said for functioning people who have depression for sure like 
you learn to live in the state of don't let anybody in, don't let anybody know. So if you are feeling that way, please reach out and ask for help. Like I think sometimes too, it takes moments like that of just such a tragedy to kind of like wake us up and understand that there are people who are feeling really alone and it's up to all of us to create a space where we can encourage and tell people they matter. We I had a conversation with somebody this past weekend and you can tell that it was the first time that she was ever told that she mattered as a person and she just got like dead quiet and I was just like, oh my gosh. And I think yeah. sometimes it's one of those things that you feel like everybody knows, but not everybody does. Mm-hmm. And I think as this holiday continues, we just need to become more aware of how much community matters and how much you can make a difference and I think you know so here's the thing just reach out to somebody who you Mm -hmm. think is like isolated or you haven't spoken to in a while make sure that you invite them even if it's for zoom facetime whatever because connection and community is so huge I was I I was um before I came in I was in my car and I was reading something and it was one of the Brene Brown things and she said Anytime you start out a meeting, and this mm-hmm. is, I'm actually, I, I think I'm so, I, we've done something like this before, but never to this extent. What are two words that you are feeling to describe how you're feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So if you could only use two words. And I think if you were to ask somebody, like for me, I think I'm very, like still very anxious, but I'm actually okay. But I think I'm just, I'm very busy. Like, you know, I'm off mm-hmm. this week, but there's a lot going on still. So I think it's one of those things, but you can, somebody could maybe say, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious. And then, you know, okay. Right. So how often are we checking in with people? So I think just as this continues, please make sure that you're reaching out to those who need it, that you are really kind of listening and telling people that they matter and having honest conversations with people, because I think that it's something that a lot of people don't share, right? Nobody's really shares their deepest, darkest Mm -hmm. secrets. Nor, nor should they have to share it with everybody. But I think that we just have to do our part with those around us to make sure that they feel safe and loved. So yeah. We're going to start off, you know, with what self-care is. Um, so, of course, it's literally just taking care of yourself so that you can be healthy to do all the things you need to get done in a day. You know, everything you want to accomplish. And I find that when you take care of yourself, you're helping yourself to do your job and be able to help others and just have an overall healthy well-being, right? Yeah, I mean, I think when you are putting yourself first, you are saying yes to becoming the best version of yourself. I found this quote by Sam Owen, and he says, how we care for ourselves gives our brain messages that shape our self-worth. So we must care for ourselves in every way, every day. And I thought that was interesting because Mm -hmm. I think that there is such um, a a correlation between those who don't take care of themselves and those with a negative self-worth. To be yeah. honest, because yeah. I know when I haven't taken care of myself, I feel awful about myself. Yeah. I'm just like, like you just don't care what happens in your life. You're just like, it's whatever. Right. Well, and, that goes back to what you said initially. Like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. Like, and and I thought, that, and I think that, that especially now, we kind of are on this journey of just spending time with ourselves. And we don't really want to practice self-care because we don't want to think that it's selfish. And that is, I'm the queen of that. Like, mm-hmm. I never want to seem like I'm selfish. Right. But I think it's just coming to the realization that you just have to love yourself enough to put yourself first because I'm the biggest believer in the phrase of if you truly want to love somebody else genuinely, you have to love yourself first. Right. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're just running around trying to like fix, like put band-aids on everything, right? You're not trying to genuinely, I think, give people your best. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean that in a negative way. 
But I just think that we see such a struggle in the society of how we treat each other because we don't like ourselves. Right. Well, and also whenever I was researching just different things about all of this too, I was just thinking like, why do we think it's selfish just to take care of ourselves? And then I was thinking deeper, you know, it's how we were brought up too, like our values of like always be kind to others, always be helpful, you know, do all these things, always put others first before yourself. And then as we continue to grow up and everything, that's how our society is. So you're like looked down upon if you take even five minutes to yourself. So that's even deeper. Well, and I think too, it becomes the problem. And and this is what I'll say. I definitely think there is a wrong way to practice self-love. I do. I think that if you are practicing self-love by saying that like, I'm amazing, I'm the best, I'm all of these things, and nobody can ever be in my circle, then like, okay, like, you know, we're not like the queen of England. I was like 1% of that at some point in time. But it's I, because I, I wasn't practicing self-love properly either, and that's why right now I'm having a hard time, like, taking right. care of well, myself. I think, and that's the I thing, think and, I, and I think that there's such a fine line. For me, when, you, when you're asking me, like, do I love myself? It's such a weird concept, but I think at the end of the day for me, it's I've accepted my flaws. And I think that's what it is, right? Like I've accepted the fact that, you know, I still would, I still cancel plans to stay home and watch a television show, even if it's Yellowstone, like, because I have one episode left. But I think (laughs) it's just getting to the point of like, that's just like, you know, it's something I wish I was more excited to go out or do something, but I'm just not. But I think that that's just it's who yeah. I am. Well, also, this year's made this year has made it OK. I know to be selfish with that. It's too. alarming how OK I've become with that. But <laughs> I think, though, it just an understanding that, like, you know, I do. I I will say the most off the wall things. I'll do the most off the wall things. Um and it gets me off the wall things yeah yeah i know it's like it gets, some of it gets me in trouble and like and i just because i just don't sometimes think before i speak but you know it's who i am so i just have to learn to accept it instead of like criticizing myself and saying yeah. like you shouldn't have done that you shouldn't have said that um yeah. and it's not anything rude it's just sometimes i really do uh speak before i think um <laughs> but no for sure though i definitely agree like the most as many like as much as everybody wants to be in a relationship or whatever the most important one like you said that you can have is the one with yourself and not a lot of us have a strong relationship with ourselves well and i think too especially you know especially in the culture that we live in we think that in order for us to get to the place of loving ourselves we need to be in a relationship and I see that all the time. And I think we need to get to the place of understanding that with or without somebody, we're, we matter enough to take care of ourselves. Because I think that until you understand yourself, you're never going to be able to give somebody everything that they need. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so going back to the original point of self-love, I think sometimes we can incorrectly practice self-love when we use it as just like a, like a point to say... I'm doing it, but I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. Like, right. Being like reckless with it. Kind right. Of right. And, and I get like, you know, live your life. Like, who am I to judge you? I'm never, I don't really care. Like <laughs> people's lives don't affect me in the least bit. But I think sometimes it's one thing if you're just like, I'm just going to blow all this money and because, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to love myself enough to do all the things that I want to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. But be responsible. Like if you're broke, don't go to Europe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. And, and I think though, when I think about it, I think about just accepting who I am and understanding that I'm made with a purpose, for a purpose, and I'm on a path to get there, but I have to ease into the process and understand that even though the process is going to suck at times, like this year has been less than ideal in every sense, you know, it's still the process because how you were telling me earlier about mm-hmm. 
yeah, I mean, I feel, I seem like I'm okay, but at the end of the day, like, I honestly have never felt more stuck in a personal, in my personal Mm -hmm. life and in my work life, because this is not where I want to be in the least bit. But I think I'm trying to have the right outlets and go to the right places Mm -hmm. to fill my cup, right? Because I think that there's such an, and I'm just going to say this, and I don't mean to offend anybody, but I think if you're feeling empty and you go straight to Instagram and post a selfie or you go straight to Hinge or whatever, Mm -hmm. Tinder, whatever those apps are, you know, Mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to get an online, yeah, your cup is going to be filled for 30 seconds by like these people who are giving you... Right, who are just giving you very temporary, like, oh my gosh, you're so pretty, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. But like, at the end of the day, that's not going to sustain you. So you have to figure out what sustains you. You have to <clears throat> a surround yourself with a community, and then b really try to step into the role of you know, because I'm, I know I've spoken about this before, but in the Enneagram sense, I'm a two, so I am a helper, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't like to step back like it's very difficult for me to take care of myself because I, I like to help that's where I get one of the things that's when originally I was doing the Enneagram they asked the question who are you and no one needs you and I was just like <laughs> I don't know right <laughs> uh, yeah I hate literally seeing those questions because I don't I don't know how to answer you know that. right and I, 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 I mean I'm kidding you not it was <laughs> I sat in my car for like 30 minutes and I'm just like like, I damn. don't know. <laughs> did you have like an exis- existential crisis? crisis? Yes, I'm I did. so sorry. I can't talk. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I think though, it's the thing of, are you challenging yourself to continue to put yourself first? Or if you're getting to a place of like feeling super down and anxious, are you calling a friend or are you doing like online therapy? Because mm-hmm. there's free stuff. Like I do online yeah. stuff all the time, but I think it's understanding who you are. And that's what self-love is. My whole point in all this is... <laughs> understanding who you are to get to the place of saying I need help I need this and whatever your self-care is to kind of fill in those gaps so for example if you're feeling like you know I'll feel sometimes like I got I posted this on my Instagram but I got into this comparison mode the other day right like I really did (laughs) I was just like sitting there and I'm just like I feel like I could be more useful over there or if I was in this city or if I could do this or maybe if I was here maybe if I was quarantining over here or maybe Mm -hmm. if I ended up over here but I think at the end of the day, though, I I came across something, and it was um, a Christine King quote, and I posted it. I'll find it real quick. But it was kind of like exactly everything I needed to hear, and it says, the more you focus on what you are called to do, the less you become distracted by what someone else is or isn't doing. It's hard to run your race and course while focusing on someone else's race and course. And I think that that's the yeah. thing of – why it's so important to understand who you are because you have to understand what your purpose is and what your calling is because then at some point you're going to have to continue on the path even when everybody else says no right right? or even when every or even when other people make it look so easy but i think the thing to remember about social media is nobody posts their failures right right nobody's just like wow this really this was a terrible day well that can also go back to like just what my perspective what that would be just how everybody is so focused on like trying to get everything achieved like everything this is kind of going to go into the whole burnout piece but just like we all resort to those things like it's like people are feeling so much more lonelier and just less able to unwind and slow down and just focus on like what is going good in their life because they're so focused on reaching this point of like success for themselves and comparing themselves and they're just overwhelmed by just even waking up and going to work every day right yeah and i think it was interesting though i asked on social media i said how many of you have been burnt out a hundred percent of people answered yes and there was at least 40 responses and i i was 
it was very eye-opening for me to see because I think we always live in the state of we're so different, we're so different. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're not, though. We actually are right. all kind of – we. If you sat down and really thought about, because you and I on the surface are very different people, but I think like as you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, we're we do have like, a lot in common, yeah. right? In terms of, I think just certain things of like what we strive for. And I think the number one thing that we all have in common is we really strive to meet these expectations and these standards that society sets. And I was listening to an interview and I forget her name, but it was a, it was a great, um, she was an author. She was talking about her book and she made this incredible analogy. She was like, you know, so as we continue, we each have these ladders, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we climb one ladder, and then all of a sudden, once we get to the top of the ladder, what's next? Another ladder, and then mm-hmm. another ladder, and then right, another right. ladder. And then eventually, when you fall from a ladder, they all fall down, right? Right. So now you're only, you are creating this thing, but like at the same time, who sets these ladders standards? Nobody. Right, nobody. We do. We we have this idea that if we climb this ladder, this mm-hmm. social ladder, that we this, this invisible thing that means nothing to nobody, then we'll be something. Yeah. We'll be worth something. We'll be seen. We'll be heard. Right. And then we get this underlying anxiety and stress to achieve something that literally nobody but us says. We, but, it's, but it's all yeah. in our heads, right? So, I mean, so everybody, you can picture this ladder. So your first ladder that you climb is getting the job. The second ladder right. is a raise. The third ladder is making it to corporate. The fourth ladder is running whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then the fifth ladder is all of a sudden you've literally just shut everybody out of your life to get to the fifth ladder and then they all come tumbling down but nobody else sees the ladders but you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's great to say, I mean, I'm the biggest goal-oriented person <laughs> and like have goals. I, honest to God, I can't stand people who don't have goals. Like I literally look at you like you have five heads. I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, do you not, what do you want to do in life? You know? Like, right, right. But at the same time, it's been my biggest blessing and curse. My ambition is 100% my biggest blessing and curse. <laughs> like, I mean, I I think in two years, it took maybe four days off. And I was the definition of burnt out. Like, this, I'm the burnout queen. <laughs> but I but in, I talked last time about wearing your burnout as a badge of honor, uh-huh. right? Like, yeah. I wore it. I was just like, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when I left the job, I was like, what the hell do I have left? Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, you had all this extra time to spend with yourself. You're like, wow. It was not awful. Like, and so we did, I mean, I traveled a lot that year. But at the same time, I was, like, almost finding myself again because I lost myself. Mm-hmm. I was in depression, anxiety, chronic sleep deprivation. Um, I wrote about in my blog all the stuff that, like, happened. Mm-hmm. But I think, though, when I was in, like, when I was going through the depression, it was just like I was just walking with like no light in my tunnel, just walking through a tunnel because I set myself up to reach all these ladders and do all these things. Mm-hmm. And then when they all came tumbling down, I just felt like the biggest failure in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was a little bit different whenever because we were in the same kind of environment, but dealing with different repercussions of that. Burnout. We dealt with it on a different level. Yeah. yeah. Like with me, I felt more fulfilled in the next job that I had but then I had all this extra time so that was overwhelmed with how much time I had to spend with myself and I'm just like what am I supposed to do and I ended up you know finding you know what I used to love and just getting back into my hobbies but then that kind of put me into like a little bit of a depression as well just because it's like it's hard to figure out like where to navigate like where should I go with that and it's been a tough journey too especially because then right after the pandemic happened and I haven't spent, right. I realized like, oh my gosh, I haven't spent that much time with myself. Like, who am I? 
if I don't have my job too. That was well, and I was gonna say I think a lot of us really articulate our identity with our job. Yeah, and I'm oh. and this is like a common thing. And I like, and yeah. listen, I'm only gonna talk about stuff that I know, and there's nobody better who knows their identity <laughs> with their job than me. So like, I know nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I am the queen of burnout and like yes. all of the things I know. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Um, I, I was waiting for you. To, yeah, I, I, I put that out there I for up you. On it. Of course. Um, but, well, that's, yeah, well, we can talk about dealing with burnout because that is like, very yeah. common that we both have dealt with in different ways. A lot of people, yeah, like you said, it was eye-opening. 100% of so people have dealt with burnout. So that's where we're going to go and, with it. And I was just, I think, kind of floored because I think so often we only think, like, the CEOs of the world and, like, the people, like, the celebrities and all, like, mm-hmm. the athletes who, like, don't get me wrong, their schedules are extremely regimented. But as I was thinking, you know, I was driving yesterday – and I was thinking about, have you ever watched, um, are you familiar with like Kobe Bryant, like his, the Mumba mentality? Yeah. Okay. So the mentality is very driven. And as I was thinking about it, cause I think about these things all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> She'll just be sitting there in her car, like hmm. thinking about work ethics. It's fine. Um, but I was <laughs> she's on a date. <laughs> if she's ever on a date. So tell me about your work ethic. <laughs> This is awful. I need it. It was, what was I watching? I was watching something the other night and the girl, she was just like, um, The Bachelorette, probably. Oh, no. Um, the, the Holiday. Okay. Yeah. Have, have you seen yes, the movie with Cameron yes, Diaz? Yes. So the first date that she's on, she goes on a date with um, Jude Law's character, right? Mm. And she literally interviews him. And he was just like. That's totally you. I, I've never really to do a character more in my life. But anyhow, um, she was just like, so tell me about this and where do you see yourself in five years? And he just looked there and he was like can we not with this? <laughs> I was like, that's so me. Yeah. Because if somebody just, but here's the thing. That's just me. Like, if you don't have a goal, I'm going to need you to get one. Like yesterday. <laughs> go buy a goal. Go to the store. <laughs> go and like one. strive for it. Like postmate. Postmate a goal. Postmate Thanks. a goal. Um, strive. Where do you see yourself in a year? Nowhere. Okay. Bye. Bye. Um, Next. But anyhow. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. Well, do you want to run out? Oh, Kobe, yeah. Man- Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Ma- yeah. No, okay. Sorry, okay. I was thinking about the holiday. See, this is what happens. This is how my mind works. It's a very scary place to be. This is why I'm always stressed out. I <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I talk to May. We don't talk all the time, but when we do. <laughs> it just goes in a hundred different directions. It's okay. I know. I'm told that I stress other people out. It's just because I, just, I have a hard stressed. time focusing. <laughs> like, I'm um, already stressed. <laughs> but <okay>. anyhow. <laughs> but in it, he talks about his work ethic. And so, um, you know, as... Bo- when he was kind of like getting to the point of like becoming a Laker, his work ethic would be to have a workout, take a break, make sure you eat a healthy meal, and then go back, right? And so I think it's one of these things where even the most successful, accomplished athletes do take a break. Right. And I think that that was the thing that I was thinking about in terms of when I was thinking, I was really thinking about this and how I could correlate the two. I wasn't just thinking about Kobe Bryant in my car. Right. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's interesting, though, how even the most accomplished people really do have that stuff worked in because in order to become the most successful version of you, you have to know your limits, right? right? So he knew he could only work out for three hours and then he had to go home, shower, take a break, and then go back because working for seven or eight hours in a row just killed him, yeah. right? And so, and I found it on YouTube. I mean, you guys can YouTube yeah. it, but if you haven't looked up the mentality, I really encourage you to because it's very eye-opening and I'm always inspired whenever I look at it. But I think sports fan or not, like you, we can all agree that Kobe Bryant is just an incredible athlete. But I think it's interesting, though, to how many of those athletes really have self-care worked into their right. process or even an ice bath. Like, they all do ice baths. You know what I right. mean? Like, 
um well you see like celebrities and athletes they give themselves that um that time and so we see them empowering themselves but we don't feel empowered to do that for ourselves well, because we think that they're so untouchable right right so, and, and so it's like they must that, have yeah. all that money but I think if you really spin it in terms of the most successful people, like you can read all the things on the most successful people who start their day at like four or five a.m. Mm-hmm. Right? And I've tried and I failed. Like I get up as I get up at six, my yeah. day ends at like eight. I'm like, peace yeah. out, everybody. But they invest like that time to be successful, right? True. Yeah. So they're not burnt out. Like they're still doing the same amount of work that we're probably doing, trying to burn ourselves out and try to like achieve everything we want to. But they're planning it They're out very structured. They're very yeah. structured, exactly. Jim Quick has a great, um, his book, it's amazing. But um, it, it's an interesting idea that he has of, he was interviewing somebody and he was like, I read a book a week. And they were like, how do you do that? And he was like, well, if you read whatever, like 30 pages a day and you break it down for reading for 30 minutes a day, you can read a book a week. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes it's like we look at everything from the perspective of these big lofty goals, mm-hmm. right? And we don't break them down. Yeah. How many times at work do we have like these like crazy stretch goals and all the things, but when you really break it down, you're like, oh, it's totally yeah, doable. It's, yeah, totally. But I think it's just important, all that said, to make sure that we understand the most successful people have really put in the work to understand their limits. Most mm-hmm. of them probably have gotten there by burnout, but you got to learn from it, right? You can't right. live in a place of burnout forever. Yeah. So dealing with burnout, I mean, the first, I mean, when I did the research, there's really like three different things that you need to do. You recognize, um, you reverse, and you are resilient or you build resilience. So, I mean, we can start off, you know, recognizing when you are getting burnt out, you want to watch for the warning signs. I mean, you know, you want to make sure, you know, if you're feeling stressed out or you're losing interest in your job, like whatever, you know, you're becoming antisocial, like those are things of burnout as well. I mean, personally, that's what I've dealt with. I know with you, 100%. Like, you know, at work too, like, I feel like we've dealt with like similar things. Like even with me, like my personal life got completely destroyed. Like when I was burnt out, I just didn't care about anything, you know? And then, yeah. I mean, I didn't either. Yeah. But I think though, it's understanding, like I knew I was burnt out, but I didn't know how to handle it. Right. That was my thing. Right. So I think it's understanding that when you're burnt out, you're reaching out and asking for help, which is why I said that earlier. Yeah. Because I think so many of us don't know how to ask for help. Right. Or we don't want to be seen as an inconvenience or something. Right, right. But at the same time, I think you're going to be amazed as to how many people genuinely want to help you and see you grow. But I Mm -hmm. think recognizing, so whatever it is for you, and for me, it's the same. I'm pretty an, a pretty independent person, and I can be isolated, but that's by choice, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, like you guys know, I have, like, movie roles. Like, I just like to do things on my own mm-hmm. because I feel like that's how I process the information. Yeah. But, and there are some people who are very, like, I'm not an extrovert. Well, I can be, but it's I'm not my choice. I'm between the two now. Like, I... Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like for work, yeah. you can't do what we do and not be an extrovert. But right. it, as soon as I'm done... I'm like what nothing to do with people yeah. or I'll just want to hang out with like the the five people yeah. that I know yeah. um, are good you know what I mean I know more than five people but you know what I mean like <laughs> five um, and a half <laughs> okay um, but but I think though it's important to get to the place where you are like I'm starting to revert I'm starting uh-huh. to get back into these things right or I think um calling somebody else out and being like hey like do you want to go to a movie like you know i think inviting people is totally good and we don't do Mm -hmm. that enough especially now i mean i get it with covid but yeah well then you know then the next step you know just reversing that just that is you know seeking support you know you're managing that by like reversing anything that you're feeling with the burnout and then you know building resilience to that stress is where the self-care comes into as well like taking care of your 
your you know your physical and your emotional health and you know just spiritually whatever you know like kind of spiritually is huge but i think though build that plan to your up. point though it's how i was talking about earlier i'm not like this is not like this year i know that it mm-hmm. can seem like i'm doing well and i'm not saying that i'm not but i think please understand that i've never felt more stuck <laughs> personally <laughs> or at work because but i've learned how to work those things into it to take care of myself right yeah. so i know if i'm getting to a place of feeling like oh my gosh all i want to do is just like sit at home I will book something, whether it's, you know, like I'll go to the gym, I'll go to a movie, I'll go to Target is my happy place in case you didn't know that. I'll <laughs> Good go to Target. still open. They were open all through the I know. Pandemic, I so frequented there. Really I, had to, I had to stop going there. I was just buying things that I didn't need. <laughs> then I would just like return them. But... That is how to not. <laughs> yes, don't yourself. spend. Yes. But Target, it's not like I spent a lot of money. Yeah. It was just like small things. But okay. but I think, though, kind of making those caveats into knowing yourself when you're getting in those places and what can you do. So, or for some, it may be picking up a book uh-huh. and, or, and taking time for you. It uh-huh. may be going outside or um, doing something or having an art project, uh-huh. right? Like whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's the things that we, everybody has a hobby and I think sometimes we think that we don't, but everybody does. Or maybe it's watching your favorite movie. And I think that there's something to be so sad about laughing because I think taking the time to watch a stand-up special, and I've burned through them mm. all, or <laughs> taking the time to... Do you see Andrew Schultz is releasing a comedy special on Netflix? You know what? He's starting to... I, I loved, I've loved him forever. So. I know. And I, great. And I wasn't a huge fan. And then I'm telling you what, this year he like stepped up his game. So I really like him. I'm proud of him. Um, but I think, though, it's interesting. You're proud of him. Okay. <laughs> we'll let him know. Yes, yes. Um, but I think it's understanding kind of like what you, what you need in the world um, or, or how you view the world. Right. And I think that there's something to be said about just laughing, right? Or having or just like making light of some crazy situation or whatever it is for you. But I'm the, I'm the first person who will send anybody some sort of stand-up special that I found um, because I think that it's just important, even if I've seen it 55 times, mm-hmm. like Kevin Hart's new special, I was dying. And I know it got a lot of kickback, but you know what? I actually just enjoy <laughs> Kevin Hart. I really do. Did you watch it? I, I was with friends when I watched it, but like, I don't know. I, it, it just, it didn't feel like the typical Kevin Hart. I mean, it was, I like, I chuckled and I laughed a little bit, but I mean, there were some good moments, but that was really it. All right. Tips to deal with burnout. Turn to other people. We can't iterate, reiterate right. that enough. Um, and then reframing the way you look at work, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think to a lot of us, and I, I, you wrote it in the outline somewhere, but I think it's, we view our job as such mm-hmm. a necessity. We all have bills to pay, right? Like we all have things to do. Right. But I think it's taking the time to ensure that you are doing something that you genuinely love to do. And if you're not, that's totally okay. Right. But how can you get to the place of doing something that you love to do that you're excited to do, right? right. And I think that that's where sometimes a lot of people miss the mark. Right. Or they're like, I'm only going to work for a company. And I'm be really honest. My goal is to really start something on my own because mm-hmm. I am so tired of working for companies. And it's not to say that right. my you current one I did. You just want for someone else. Right. It's like, my current one yeah. is great. I mean, I honestly, it's such the biggest blessing in disguise. I'm so thankful for them and where they're going. But I think at the end of the day, I just feel so strongly about so many things yeah. that I don't know that I can continue to work for somebody else for the rest right. of my life. You want to be able to spread your wings and do everything that you feel called to do. Right. And so, but I think though doing that work and, you know, kind of moving up to corporate and seeing that it wasn't what I thought Uh was super important because then I understand 
you know, the the point of find some value in your work. Like, I want it to be meaningful, mm-hmm. no matter the paycheck, no matter what it is, right? Like, I think if you love something, you're going to be successful because you love it. Right. So I think sometimes we just, we want to climb the ladder. We want to do the things. We mm-hmm. want the best paying job to have a great life. And that's totally fine. But I wonder how many of us are actually living our purpose and what we're called to do versus just living to make a living. Right. Which I, yeah, I don't think a lot of us are. And when no. you finally realize that it's too, it's almost too late. Right. And I wasn't. And I think now it's just one of those times where it's, we all have a chance to reflect. And I can't tell you how people I've seen all across LinkedIn turn mm-hmm. in their notice. And it's not because of they're like, you're thinking I'm crazy for turning in my notice during a pandemic, but I just don't love it anymore. Mm-hmm. I respect that. I do. Yeah. I think that that's great to look up and be like, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't love this. I'm not invested in it. Somebody else is better suited for the job. That I respect that 100%. Yeah. Well, I wonder, I mean, I don't know if it's just I'm realizing this now or not. I don't know. I just feel like even with us thinking about careers and things, you know, we grew up in our brains instilled like, okay, you do this, you know, you're going to go to school, you're going to get a great job and all these other things. And that's like the path. And that's like ingrained in our minds with how we were brought up. But I don't know, like we live in such a different time now that we have so many different options and different ways that we can fulfill ourselves in our careers. And I don't, I mean... When I look back at that too, I'm thinking, okay, well, at a different time, it was like the same kind of mindset, but in a different way. But I mean, it constantly changes. I feel like we live in such a different world now. Like everybody can do whatever they want now. So well, I think not... you're more empowered to do it. Yeah. Everybody's Before, always yeah. been able to do it, but I don't yeah, think anybody's was empowered. felt empowered. Yeah. And so or that's like really... they could. And, it, and yeah. I think so, especially, you know, for women, I think it was just the narrative that was written. Yeah. You become a housewife, right. you get married. You have kids. Right. And like I've said before, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think to an extent, we all want part of that right. life. But you want to do something that you feel fulfills your purpose because right. you want it, not because somebody said, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Your purpose in life is to have babies and that's it. Like, uh, right. that's, well, that's, that's like and, and my household. And some people, and if they feel, and I know there are some of my friends who are like, I feel like my sole purpose is to be a mother. A thousand percent, yeah. I support you. Yeah. But I think though, too, sometimes... I think we get caught up in that's the only narrative that you can have instead of all these other dreams and goals. And I think the more, like I'm the queen of wearing every single hat known to mankind at once and seeing how many I can wear. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think though, we just, we've normalized it a little bit more and we're really empowering people to do what they want to do and we're supporting them. But I think to to the same sense though, you do have to find a sense of what you want um, in terms of, a work and a personal life you know what right. i mean like what mm-hmm. the balance is yeah well so. then that goes into reevaluating your priorities as well i actually <laughs> i have so many opportunities with this um even you know even one of those things of course is setting boundaries um just in your daily life or you know whether it is at work but the biggest thing i find myself not doing enough of is just taking a break from technology you know it's so refreshing to just be able to set down your phone take off your apple watch whatever 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 you have that you're so connected to take it off for 30 minutes and just relax and do what you want without that then then you'll see like how much more at peace you are because you don't have so many things bothering you because when you wake up like the first thing when you wake up you get is like an email from work right so woke up to it's 33 right. this morning and so you're always constantly in that mindset like okay like you're so connected to that but when you really take that away and then you just spend time whether it's in nature like i love going on walks and not having my phone on me not very safe in these days but i love it you know well i think it's important to use your time like screen limits and stuff i have no set on my phone it's getting to the place of saying how better and i feel so much better when i don't look at my phone Mm -hmm. so much better and so i think it's 
how do you cultivate or how much is it affecting your mental health? And I think a huge thing is, and I read this once and it was, um, you are what you consume, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to follow people who you just want to be secretly or who make you really jealous or envious and you're just like, I want to be them, I want their lives, then guess what? You're going to feel unfulfilled always. So you have to follow people who are accounts that make you feel good about yourself, that make you feel inspired. Like Mm -hmm. I would so much rather follow somebody who's like, you know what? I really struggled today. You know what? Today sucked. You know what? But like I got up, here I am, and we're going to walk through this together. Then somebody who just is like, here's all the amazing things that are going on in my life. And you might be in a season of all the great things happening and I support you. But at the same time, I don't want to follow just accounts who are just like living in right. this la la land. We, we live vicariously through our phones. Right. Means, Nobody but... lives in the moment. That's why on Instagram, you don't even have to go to any concerts anymore. Everybody's just, do, you know, going and videotaping for They're you. terrible photos from 5,000 feet away. It's okay, though. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I felt like I was there. <laughs> Thank no, you. No, I did not. I felt there. I mean, there, there are some things that you can post, I think, for sure. But at the same time, we have totally, we've totally lost the sentiment of what it's for, right? I think yeah. Instagram initially was this great idea of celebrating and sharing with people. And now it's Share just your like, food that you're now eating. it's this lifeline <laughs> yeah. of if you don't have an Instagram, if you don't post the right thing. Right. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of my Instagram does not have a lot of like all these fun photos. And that's very intentional. And it's just yeah. because there's a lot of stuff that like, frankly, probably nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares what I'm doing in my spare time. And if you do, yeah. get a hobby. Well, mine is mostly work because I mean, I live at work pretty much. But then on top of that, if I'm doing anything outside of there, I don't care. Nobody needs to know. Yeah. Well, mine just like funny things, information, yeah. whatever, like stuff about this, stuff mm-hmm. about that. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I don't think my Instagram and it's a tool. That's what it is. All social media is a tool. So I think it's how you use the tool. And for right. me, the tool is really used in a way that I want to connect with people on a real way. And for me, writing has always been that mm-hmm. but i just don't share a lot of my personal stuff on instagram because i just don't think anybody really cares to be honest with yeah. you well um then the next one is just making exercise a priority and i mean the last two go hand in hand like you know exercising and then you know supporting your mood and energy levels with a healthy diet so of course taking yourself taking care of yourself with you know at least 30 minutes of exercise and i know for like the food piece i tend to find myself um going into like comfort food like kind of like relying on that to make me feel better especially like there's a lot of times when I feel I mean a lot of us feel so like depressed and sad or whatever's going on and we resort to sugary things chocolate everything you know or we'll drink so drink you know alcohol in moderation or some people you know they'll smoke cigarettes or whatever like you just have to like really find a balance and take care of yourself and eat fruits and veggies like do whatever your body needs to feel nourished well, I think you I think you have to make it a priority though because on the poll that I did I asked everybody what they do for self-care and the through and through most responded answer was they work out but I think it's very difficult because gyms and stuff are closed right yeah. so I think it's how do you really set yourself up for success in that right. sense. but I think it's understanding what's good and what's not right. good and also taking time for you um, and understanding how you feel when you do certain things mm-hmm. so like you know if I eat a bunch of fast food I'm gonna feel like crap right mm-hmm. so I really don't eat a lot of fast food Unless it's Chick-fil-A, because that doesn't count. That's just God's food. Um, (laughs) It is. Um, It's always their pleasure. Um. (laughs) All right, so we're just going to quickly dig deeper into um, what, like, the three categories of self-care are. Um, So there's emotional, physical, and spiritual. Um, So the emotional part, you know, that, like we were just saying, you know, it's weekly bubble baths, if that works. You know, giving yourself some self-talk, you know, saying no to things that cause unnecessary stress, giving yourself permission to take a pause, 
safely, <laughs> since we're in a pandemic, safely hang out and get coffee with a friend or socially distance on a date or something or turn off the news, <laughs> start a new hobby. Those are uh, ways to emotionally, you know, take care of yourself. You know, the physical, of course, is prioritizing your sleeping, um, you know, exercising at least 30 minutes a day or go to the gym four times a week, four to five times, um, eating healthy, you know, don't eat processed foods, eat nourishing foods. Um, the spiritual one, which is my personal favorite. I mean, <laughs> why? I love, <laughs> don't look at me like that. No, I mean, I just love the spiritual part is just spending time in nature and like meditating. I don't really meditate, but like I do like to go to nature. This is my favorite. I don't really do this stuff, but it's my favorite. <laughs> no, I mean, well, right now also you can like attend a religious service. Like if you go to church or wherever, you go to a synagogue anywhere. Um, I mean, I know right now with the pandemic, things aren't really like open, but it's okay. You can still do that. Or just incorporate regular acts of kindness into your day. There was like a few times where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy someone's Starbucks that's behind me in line. Like that was really nice. And, you know, I love that. I do do that. And then, you know, you can keep a journal, whether it's like a gratitude journal or just a daily journal. Just, you know, that helps. Yeah, I think spiritual. I think the spiritual one is important <laughs> only because it really is kind of a lifeline. I know it's a lifeline for me. Mm-hmm. And I I do. I try to get up. I have different things, like different plans on my Bible app that I do. And they're very quick, right? Like mm-hmm. I just did Sadie Robinson's. Um, and it was all about kind of just like how to be okay with doing things that scare you. And I think sometimes, though, it's interesting because we don't really set a lot of time to do that. I think meditation is one thing. But I think actually like spending time focusing like just you and for me, it's God. But for somebody, I don't know, whoever else, you know, whatever you believe in is very important because you just feel connected to something Mm -hmm. bigger than you. And I think living for something bigger than you is just so critically important now, especially because then you have a sense of purpose. Um, And so I think just taking time and I think the gratitude journal is huge because Mm -hmm. It was this ongoing joke, I feel like, this year that we have nothing to be, you know, it's just like, what are you going to be thankful for this year? Because, like, nothing happened. Right. But I think, though, at the end of the day, actually, I, I'm not saying it was, but it, it was a joke, but a lot of people actually had a lot to be thankful for right. because you are very thankful for the things that you do have. Right. And so I think that we just need to spend more time thinking about that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I We ask, I've asked a few people that sometimes, and they have a hard time coming up with an answer. And it's not their fault. I think it's just we don't think about that right. as often because we're always so quick to say, like, if I could ask you, Bianca, what don't you have? You could give me a list of answers, right? Right. Like, I don't. I don't have a boyfriend. You don't have a boyfriend. You don't have a, the house. You know, you I don't, don't have, have a million you're dollars. You're not where you want to be in your career. Yeah. Right. But if I ask you genuinely, what are you thankful for today? Yeah. My career. My apartment. My personality. <laughs> my success. Okay. <laughs> I'm not telling you which one I <laughs> But I think, though, no, it's, but <laughs> it's interesting because they're two very different things, right? Like, so, like, mm-hmm. if I would ask anybody, what don't you have? It's materialistic things. Right. Right. But what do you have? And I know for me in this season, how you were talking about earlier, the thing that came to my mind is I just have a lot of peace. Yeah. And that's just from God. Well, and I don't have not... peace right now. That's why I can't say peace. Right. <laughs> Did you want think... me to say peace? <laughs> no. But I'm just saying. But I right. think for, for me, though. But symbolic it's, things. It's peace. And I, to be honest with you, I would take that any day over anything else because I actually enjoy whatever the season is no matter how chaotic or intense mm-hmm. there's so many people who are like freaking out especially in our retail world right mm-hmm. of the most unsettling time mm-hmm. to be in retail and if you're not in retail you probably can't relate to it as much mm-hmm. but I think it's just coming through the fact of 
you know, is it going to close? Is her job going to close again? What's going right. to happen in her businesses, right? Bottom line, profit matters. Right. And so I think it's coming through a sense of like, I just, I've had a weird piece that I can't explain, but I would take that any day over like having a million dollars or having, you know, all the things. And right. Because that, then you feel, it makes you feel okay. It makes you feel like you have purpose. It makes you feel like you're right where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And that feeling, I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. And I think yeah. sometimes we don't, put the value of that though until you have it. I think we got to get out of the mindset that like nothing, everything is temporary, right? Of course. Blessing or some sort of battle. It's all temporary. Nothing is forever. Well, we've never had so many people at the same time deal with like almost the same sense of um, self and just figuring out kind of like, okay, like what really matters to me, like on such a global level. So it's very interesting because that's why also, you know, with all of this, just in general, self-care has been such a trending topic right now since 2015 and I got all this information from everyday health (laughs) but no it was really interesting like that is a really trend like it's a huge trending topic right now especially because everybody's figuring out like you know how how do I take care of myself I have all this time like you know everybody's going through anxiety depression stress everything so it's very very well I think we have been for years I think now we're talking well now right it's okay to talk about right now and I think we don't really put people and be like oh my gosh you're depressed what'd you do no well also um Nobody feels selfish bringing up like, hey, I'm not okay. Like we've made it okay to admit like, hey. We've normalized it. Yeah. And I think though too that's going to continue, especially going through this. Now, again, I do – and it's it's tricky for me because I – laziness is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like and so it's hard and I know a lot of people are like that in the sentiment if you don't want to be seen as – lazy or you you want to be seen as this hardworking person who always gives everything mm-hmm. 110% like you want that type of I think right. you know recognition <laughs> but at the same time you have to understand that like taking care of yourself is just for you right right so if somebody else doesn't get that then that's like right. too bad for them I, yeah but it's getting to the point of like you can still be hardworking and do all the things you just have to know when to say no, right? And so I think a lot of times we struggle I, with that. We do. I don't say no well, <laughs> but I think it's getting to the place of being like, you know, what, I'm gonna pass. Like this day doesn't work for me. I'm gonna do this this day, right. or you know what? No, I just want to stay in and watch um, a movie or whatever. Yeah. And if you're sur- and if you find yourself surrounding yourself with people, like when you do try to say no to something, they make you feel guilty about it or any type of way then get rid of those people that's also getting rid of the negativity around you as well like that's a part of self-care too fear brings out the best or worst in people mm-hmm. right and this mm-hmm. whole year is just the year of fear it feels like and so you really have seen people at their best and their worst mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm clinging more to people who just have a lot of peace because i'm like i want to be like you right like right. your life may be falling apart like on externally but yeah. internally you have it together so i right. want to be like you that's why that's why it's so important to kind of oh, like bring it back and important to like start a self-care routine in general like just what you can do with that you know um you just have to really at the core figure out what brings you joy and what replenishes your energy what restores your balance and like you said earlier and like we said you know start small choose one thing choose one behavior that you'd like to incorporate you know start it next week and then after that you know build up practicing that behavior like yeah start pick pick something pick a self-care routine that makes you happy whether it's going to the gym whether it's reading a book whether it's writing in a journal whether it's starting a blog i don't know what it is and then reflect on how you feel like after you've done that and then you can add in more like whenever you know you feel like you're ready to add in something else do it and then you know 
easing into it, like examples would be like, you know, you just said those, you know, even just eating breakfast, like in the morning, making yourself like well, a little 100%. thing, things like that, or, you know, getting a journal, you know, or just even if you just start your day by paying attention to your breathing pattern, like for five minutes and then just set your intention for the day, just say to yourself, I'm going to do this today, you know, also like I said, taking a break from technology is the biggest. I think we don't realize how much technology affects us, but it really oh. does. Call a loved one or a friend just to say hello. Like, I know myself, like, I don't call my dad as often, but I made it a thing where I'm calling my dad at least once a day and saying, hey, like, I miss you, I love you, because I'm not next to him every day. You know, different things like that. And the really, like, the key to starting a self-care routine is just to make time for it. You have to make time for that, make time for yourself. And the bottom line is, like how we started this off is the fact that the most important relationship you have is with yourself. And it's also the least expensive. I mean, depending on how much you require for that, but like it's the least expensive. And instead of actually being in a relationship with somebody else, of course, like, you know, like what you need for yourself. So, I mean, you can splurge on yourself, whatever, but. I think though, getting to the place of, you know, we all want these things. We all strive to be in a relationship with somebody who we love. We all strive to have a family one day or continue to be in our family. Like, or the, you know, be surrounded by those who, who we, you know, see ourselves with every day. Right. I think, um, I think just at the end of the day, though, I think we just need to remove the stigma that being kind to ourselves and taking care of our well-being is self-indulgent or selfish. And it's okay to feel burnt out. It's okay to feel like you need help, like we said in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I but I think more importantly, it's when you get to those places of feeling burnt out, let somebody know. Exactly. Because I think... I, I hit rock bottom. I saw this, this quote and it was like, I'm about to hit rock bottom. Does anybody want anything? <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like you personally wrote that quote. I love that. I know. That is very much. <laughs> but it was Really like, though. I know. But I think it's, we get to this place and then we're just like, well, I'm here. I don't know where to go right. from here. And I think we can all relate to being in this hopeless sense of just like, how, where does it go from here? How does it get better? What am I going to do when you're in a marriage that you feel like is failing or something happens with your kid or somebody close to you commits suicide or somebody overdoses? Like, my goodness, mm-hmm. drugs are like out of control this year. But I think getting to the place of asking for help and saying, you know what, like this is, is totally okay because I think you're going to be so surprised how people around you are just like, you know what, we're going to help. We're going to make this better what can I do to help you? And that's, I always tell my team at work, like, let me know what you need. I'm here to help, right? Yeah. There are some things I'm going to say no to just because like, we can't really make it work, but there's most of the time, a hundred percent. I'm like, you know, we're going to work with this and we're going to work mm-hmm. with this and your mental health is so important. Um, so I think it's just coming to a place of being okay and accepting yourself that you do have flaws and you do have things you need to fix yeah. because I think a lot of us want to always be perfect. And, um, perfection just it doesn't exist right exactly it doesn't no well yeah that's really it guys well we hope you guys enjoyed this episode as always we'll put in the show notes um you know where you can reach out to give us some ideas on what you want to hear next and if you really like this topic we can dig deeper into whatever you know you took away from this as well but we really really appreciate you guys and you know, your followers that you, you know, you're following us, you're sending more followers and you're also commenting, you know, you're, you're really interactive with us. So continue that and subscribe, rate and review. Don't look at me like that. No, I, I was, was like, say, I mean, <laughs> nobody's really interactive with us, but no, I have, no, I have well, the people well, who are interactive with the DMs and the emails. I deal with I the don't. DMs, but I have people who directly message me, maybe not the page, oh. but that's what it is. But people, okay. I'll just echo that. I it's it's I think very encouraging. You know, I was I was thinking about it. we started this, what like, 
almost two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I think looking at our listener, like people who have almost a thousand people have listened to it. And it's kind of cool to think about it in terms of like, you know, really what we can do. So again, we yeah. just want to continue to put content out there that really can help because we're not in the business of just putting things out there just, I mean, just to get we're, listeners. Right. We're we, not trying to be influencers either. We're not just doing pointless things. Swipe up for 20% off. That's why um, <laughs> if we ever get to that point, slap us. <laughs> message me and be like, please rethink your life. But um, <laughs> I don't think that that, I don't, I don't know that I can honestly ever have no. myself do that. I only do the swipe you. up to like send our link. That's it. But it's but, so, no, but thank yes, you so much you. for your support. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it really, it does, it does not go unnoticed. We really genuinely appreciate it and we hope to continue that this actually helps or just helps you structure things differently we understand we're not therapists we're not doctors but you know we've been through burnout and so i think you can Mm. only really talk about things that you know (laughs) there's nothing that i know better than that world so um continue to listen to us every week we're gonna yeah (laughs) talk to you guys hopefully yes no for sure talk to you guys next tuesday Sorry about that.